Hello everybody, this is Captain Katz and welcome back to another episode of Red Shoe Shoots where we talk about wrestling all the time, every time. And here with me of course is We Are Cats. Yo! Okay, so we got a lot of things to talk about, especially what happened at the Grand Finals of the G1 Climax. But first we have some sad news to report. Uh, over the weekend, a luchador passed away uh, in the middle of the ring and he was 26 years old. And that luchador's name was... Principe Aereo. Yeah. So, so in, in English, it's the Aerial Prince. Yeah. Um, he he was great. He, he, he was really, really great. Um, he, he was wrestling in Mexico. You know, no one didn't get to see him outside of Mexico, which was, which was pretty sad. Like, if you, were, if you were a hardcore Lucha Libre fan, you would know who he is. I think I think here in the United States really missed out on on someone really special, and um, many people thought that uh, that well, I'm going to picture this for you guys. So you know, bear in mind, you know, this is what happened, and I'm not trying to you know um, mince make words. mince words or trying to over exaggerate because this is not I'm, I wouldn't do such a thing like that. Especially with someone's death. Okay, so apparently the report was that during the middle of a match, in the middle of the ring, he just collapsed. And people assumed that he died of a heart attack because he died in the middle of the ring. Mm. You know, but a couple days later, because he died Friday, this past Friday, he passed away. And just today, um, after the autopsy and everything, it uh, it was ruled out that he that it wasn't a heart attack. And here's the official statement from the medical report, uh, courtesy of Mas um, Mas Lucha. Uh, quote Mas Lucha quotes the official medical report in saying Principe Aereo passed away from a ruptured middle cerebral artery, not a heart attack. Yeah, so it could have happened any time during that match. Maybe a, you know, it's, it's one of those things that it could have happened any time. Head, he must have landed wrong, or maybe he landed right, and somehow it just ruptured, or it just ruptured by itself without warning. We don't know. Yeah, so it's uh, pretty sad, and like the tradition of of all great uh, wrestlers and luchadores and stuff like that, we're just gonna give ourselves. Uh, uh, 10 seconds of silence in honor of a fallen wrestler. I'll t- take the turn. Right now. Wisconsin boss. Rest in peace, brother. Mm-hmm. Alright, so moving right along from that. Um, a lot, like I said, there was a lot of um, Besides this tragedy, uh, PWI came out with their top 100 female wrestlers, and um, some I could agree with, some I don't agree with. So we're not going to go through the entire 100. We're going to read off the top 20 because some of the people in the top 20 should be placed higher, lower, or um, not in not within the top 20, or not within the top 20. So without further ado, here we go. And we'll start from, from 20, 20 and go up. Yeah, 20, 20 to one. 20, Nikki Cross. 19, Kylie Ray. 18, Kaylee Ray. 17, Ty Valkyrie. 16, Nyla Rose. 
15, Kimberly, 14, Thunder Rosa, 13, uh, Shayna Baszler, 12, Jordan Grace, 11, Rhea Ripley, 10, Mayu Iwatani, Mayu Iwatani, Iwatani. Mayu Iwatani, 9, Io Shirai, 8, Riho, 7, Tessa Blanchard, 6, Hikaru Shida, 5, Sasha Banks, 4, Charlotte Flair, 3, Asuka, 2, Becky Lynch, 1, Bailey. The 4 horsewomen. Okay. So, without further ado, this this is my take of it. Okay. There are some... Okay. Not a bad list. The top 20, okay, is good. But there are some people who are... There are some female wrestlers who I think should be higher or should be a little bit lower. Okay. So, here's my take. Okay, Bailey being number one, I don't see her as number one. I would have given it to Asuka. Because Asuka won Money in the Bank. She won the Raw title twice. She she was a workhorse throughout the entire time. You know, and um, and she did a lot more than Bailey. You know. And all Bailey has is what the uh, well she did have used to have the uh, tag team uh, championships yeah, along with so, the SmackDown. So did Asuka. So she had it. She had that with um, Kyrie Sane. Um, all she has is the uh, what? Uh, how long is her reign with the uh, SmackDown uh, Women's Championship? I don't know. I don't make up numbers. I don't care. So okay. So yeah, Becky Lynch. I wouldn't put her in the top five. I wouldn't put her in in the top three. Don't get me wrong. She's not bad of a wrestler. She was really good. But I think that the near end before, you know, she had to uh, go away because of you know, pregnancy, um, I would have put her like in six, seven. Maybe five. I don't know. Sasha Banks, uh, leave her, maybe leave her there at five or six. Charlotte, force accurate. Bailey, I would have given her. No, actually, no. Charlotte should be three. Bailey could be four. Oscar, number one. Um, Tessa, uh, Tessa Blanchard, uh, seven? Uh, I don't know. Riho, Hiroshirai, and Iwatani. I feel like they're there because they're there, and I think that's so wrong. Of, you know, they just put them there because they're there. You know, mm-hmm. I I just think that Rhea Ripley should be a little bit more higher. I think Rhea Ripley should be in the top ten. You know, um, Jordan Grace. I think she should have been in the top ten as well. Especially to um, Shayna Baszler. I think Shayna Baszler should have been 11. Mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa should be 12. Nikki Cross shouldn't be 20. She should, no, Nikki Cross should be in the top 20. I think she should have been number 20. I think she should have been like in the middle. Like within like the top 15. Because she's been doing a lot. You know. Um... Nyla Rose should have been at least a couple pegs up. Instead of 16, I would have saw her maybe as a 13, 12, maybe 14. She did really... She's, she's been good. She's been good. So, 
But all in all, like, uh, what do you think? Um, one, two, three, four, five. The first five is all WWE, and and I, and excluding Oscar, it's just the four horsewomen of the apocalypse. Isn't everybody tired? Tired of them getting the spotlight? Well, I know they're tired of them via Raw and SmackDown and stuff like that, but, uh, hmm. Eh. It is what it is. You know? So. Like, go down the list. I just want to see, you know, up to 40. Up to 40. Like, people that. Like, we- like some of the people that missed out on the top 20, which I'm kind of surprised. Kyrie Sane. Yeah, Ky- uh, Kyrie Sane. Dr. Britt uh, Baker. Baker. Bianca Belair. Uh, Momo Watame. Momo Watanabe. Yeah. Mercedes Mar- um, Martinez. Martinez. Um, Ivalice. Chris Statlander. Yeah. Candice LeRae. Tony Storm is at 45. I know it went beyond 40. Big Swole is 39 and topping the top 40 is uh, yeah. Nicole Savoy. Mm-hmm. At number 40. Yeah. Bay Pricey's on 37. Huh. Um, Naomi's 16. Yeah. Nia Jax is 69. Eh. Lady Maravilla is 76. Yeah. yeah. So, and number 100, if you want to know who's number 100. Um, Max the Impaler. Yeah. So, there you go. Alright. And speaking of uh, Ty Valkyrie, um, it's been reported that Ty Valkyrie has suffered uh, second degree burns. Um, yeah, she has degree burns at her house and she posted it up on Twitter. Um, yeah, she can read it. Oh, uh, quote. Uh, warning. I was sent an influencer package by uh, Lily's, Lily's, Lily's Sweets. Uh, I love the chocolate. Today, I lit a candle they sent me. It burned like a torch, charred our window and wall, and I just suffered second-degree burns on both hands and my face trying to put it out. Uneffing real. And her husband also um, uh, retweeted with the following statement. Quote, Gots to wonder what they put in their products if they make candles that burn like propane torches. Oh, emoji with the mm-hmm. Uh, I just threw away all of the Lily's sweets in the house. Ours is not the only home that's lit their candle that burns like a tiki torch. Be careful with Lily's. Yeah, so, um, and then, uh, another update from Tyra, uh, from Valkyrie's her hands. Uh, a quote, update on my hands from the candle burns last night. Thanks to everyone who's checked in with me, heart, at Lily's sweets, X. Yeah, and you can see that, yeah, it's pretty nasty. If you like, if if you can see if you go to her uh, Twitter, yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty bad. So I don't know she'll be out. Um, I hope she gets a speedy recovery. You know, from all of us here. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh, and it's uh, just they're based in Boulder, Colorado. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, she's recovering. Okay, and moving along from uh, Impact to WWE and AEW. Um, um, by uh, Wrestling Observer Radio Uncle Dave, Dave Meltzer, stated that Ben Carter has signed a contract with WWE. WWE and Carter 
um, himself has not confirmed his signing as of this writing. But it, it that's if I see him in WWE, I think the only place where I would see him would be at uh, NXT UK because uh, it's been a first that he's kind of having these issues, and so he couldn't take, uh, pay for anything because of that because he was having some problems. With mm. So. Um, I mean, I really wish he did sign the AEW, but it must have been something because of the visa that I wouldn't allow him. So, um, I hate to see him go to WWE, but if but if he had to sign because of the visa issue, you know, I guess not bad. Wasn't the best of luck there. Really great wrestler. He had a hell of a match with Scorpio Sky on Dynamite, and he had a hell of a match which I was, uh, with uh, Lee Johnson on AEW Dark. And I think that match right there is, like, noteworthy as match of the year contender. Really good. No one didn't see that coming. No one didn't see that much coming, and it was good from both from both gentlemen. So, you know, uh, we wish uh, Ben Carter the best of luck signing with WWE, and I hope he um, does well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, some more other news from AEW. This Wednesday on AEW Dynamite, is the f- they're going to do the first rounds of their uh, tournament, of their eight-man single elimination tournament on Dynamite. And it is pay-per-view quality for the first four- for the opening matches. And here are the opening matches. Uh, Penta El Cero M, M, well, Pentagon Jr. Versus Ray Fenix. So, woo! That's going to be very dramatic. Mm-hmm. It should that should probably be a ma- um, main event because they're gonna yeah they'll tear their house down yeah uh, Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela mm-hmm. Colt Cabana versus Hangman Page be interesting and Wardlow versus Jungle Boy that one's good well I know for sure it's not gonna be a squash match because Jungle Boy can hold his own yes he could even pull an upset okay so decision decision time who would you think win the first rounds um. We'll deal with um, Ray Phoenix and uh, okay. Pentagon Jr. Let's start, let's start from ground up. So, Wardlow versus Jungle Boy. I want to go with Jungle Boy. Um, I can see Jungle Boy winning it, but um, but I would I would like to see Wardlow win just because, you know? Mm. All right, Coca Banner versus Hangman Page. Um, if they're going to tell a good story... It would have to be that Hangman Page will win. Yeah. And that will influence the second, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, up next, yeah, same thing. Hangman. Keep that storyline driven going. Okay. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela. I want to see... Okay. I would love to see Joey Janela win. But I think they might give it to Omega just to continue that long-term storyline telling. And, then they're, and if they meet up before the finals, yeah, they're going to uh-huh. just tear that up. Yeah. So... Um, and then Penta Esero M versus Ray Phoenix. Mm, that's going to be really hard. Yeah. I can go with either or guy. I can. I can. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Very hard decision. Mm-hmm. But I do know that they're just going to tear it up. Yeah. So that's going to be on this this Wednesday's edition of Dynamite. Uh, can't wait to see all that. Speaking of Dynamite, um, there's been reports. Uh, Cody posted up of their debut in the UK 
uh, courtesy of ITV4. And it is stated the following. That uh, AEW Dynamite is beating the first run broadcast of all competitors, uh, competitors in the UK for audience volume. Dynamite audience is five times over five uh, is over five times of that of NXT, double of SmackDown, and almost double of Raw. That says a lot. That really says a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it, it is also almost double the audience of Impact Wrestling, which had been airing in the same time slot as Dynamite, and also on a free-to-air channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dynamite benefits from reaching considerably more people than any of its competitors. And uh, full episodes of Dynamite on ITV4 have reached 2.8 million people based on 5 plus consecutive minutes of viewing. And uh, in its first year, AEW programming on ITV channels reached 6.7 million people based on them having at least 5 consecutive minutes of viewing. So, if they're doing good over there in the UK over WWE... That says a lot. Because they're more passionate. They're passionate fan wrestling based over there. Yeah. So, it's interesting. Alright. So, well, still, congratulations to them on their success over there in the UK. Um, Now to the nitty gritty. The G1 Climax. Ah. Okay. This year's edition was good. It was good all the way until the final. The final night. I'm sorry to say that. Okay. So, yeah. So, pretty much it's like this. The entire night was, the, the, the entire tournament was good. Um, one of the best matches that came out, I think, I wouldn't say the best matches. I would just say the best night of this entire tournament came from Block A, and that was um, that was Night Thirteen. That entire block in Night Thirteen was had matches that could have been pay per view quality headliners, or or like. TV show headliners, and they did, and they would have done a far better matches than they would in W. Like comparing to a, a match card in SmackDown or Raw or NXT, these matches on Block A on Night Thirteen were a hell of a lot better. Especially the Minero Suzuki Kota Ibushi, the Kazuchika Okada Shingo Takagi match, the Will Ospreay Taichi match. Hell, even the Jeff Cobb and and uh, Ishi match. That was, they were just brutal. All of these matches were brutally good. You know? So. So, yeah. So, here's the results of the final night of the G1 Climax up until the main event. And here are the results. So, we have the eight-man, well, the eight-man tag team match of uh, Suzuki Gun. So, Taichi, Zack Sabre Jr., Doki, and El Desperado. And they defeated the team of Chaos, which had Toru Yano, Tomoro Ishii, Yoshihashi, and Hiroki Goto. Mm-hmm. And then we had... Uh, Los Engorrados de Japón 
with uh, Hi- oh Hiromu Takahashi and, and Shino Takagi, and they defeated the two of Suzuki Gun of Minoru Suzuki and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Mm-hmm. And then match three, we had another eight-way tag team match. Taiguchi Japan with Master Wato, Jeff Cobb, Juice Robinson, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, they defeated Bullet Club, Jay White, Kenta Ghetto, and Taiji Shimori. Mm-hmm. And then here was right here, like the match that kind of just shocked everybody. Uh, Will Ospreay and Great Okan. They defeated uh, members of Chaos, Sho, and Kazuchika Okada. That was good because if he didn't know, um, on night 17, Will Ospreay turned heel. Oh, by the way, in that night, uh, Will Ospreay defeated Kazuchika Okada. Yeah. He turned heel that night, costed Okada the match. And costed him the chance to be in the G1 final. The, yeah, the G1 final. Now, seeing this now, um, I think it's going to set up a, a rivalry that might lead up to a match at Wrestle Kingdom mm. between Osprey and Okada. So, this could be good. Yeah. Up next, we have Bullet Club. With uh, Evil and Yujiro Takahashi defeating Los Ingobernados of Japón of Bushi and Tetsuya Naito. Here is the main event. Koto Bushi and Sonata. And it is the final uh, match for the G1 Climax. Yeah. Oh, and, oh by the way, uh, it lasted 35 minutes and 12 seconds. Yeah. And um, the winner, this year's winner... Of the G1 Climax Tournament is for this made history as the third wrestler to win it back to back. Koto Ibushi. So congratulations to Koto Ibushi. But here's the thing, though, in that match because I saw the match, I saw the final. It was okay. It wasn't that great. <laughs> that's that's the sad thing. Um. Yeah, it it was interesting, but um, but it was it was just like eh, like 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 that. So um, so other than that, it was like it was good. There was a lot of drama. But the fans actually wanted Sonata to win. <laughs> yeah. You can yeah. tell the fans wanted Sonata to win. So. And just to let you know, um, the first, the other two people that actually won back to back G1s was uh, Chono and also. Um, Tenzin. So, like I said, congratulations to Ibushi. A good match. Not a great final. It was an okay final. Like, if I was like 1 out of 10, eh, give it a 7. It was alright. Yeah. But, um, wasn't as memorable as, um, last year's. 
when he won it last year in a memorable way. And uh, what was today? The 18th? Uh, they just announced the dates for Wrestle Kingdom 15. Which are? Let me click. I'm on the uh, New Japan official site. Um, let me read this uh, paragraph here. Quote, during the G1 Climax Finals on October 18th, Wrestle Kingdom 15 was officially announced as New Japan and New Japan Pro Wrestling returns once more for two nights in Japan's legendary sta stadium, the Tokyo Dome. Uh, after the legendary weekend that, that was uh, January 4th and 5th, 2020, how will New Japan Pro Wrestling march to 2021? So they're saying, and here's the title, Wrestle Kingdom 15 coming January 4 and 5, 2021. Yeah, so... Honestly, can't wait because Wrestle Kingdom always sets the bar for every other wrestling organization's pay-per-view events for the year. Because it starts right after New Year's. Yep. You know, like last year's was just really emotional because it was the last time we saw Jushin Thunder Liger. This year's, actually. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom was very emotional because we saw Jushin Thunder Liger for the last time in the ring. And he retired... You know. Oh yeah, that was uh, it was a bit emotional. It, it wasn't a bit emotional. It was very emotional. I almost wanted to cry. Cause like I saw this guy wrestle for almost like thirty plus years. You know, I remember his first match in in you know WCW against uh, Brian Pillman. Ugh. You know, and then all the crazy rivalries that he had. Um, you know the matches that he had in WCW. And all over the world, he was he was beloved in Mexico like crazy. People knew who he was, you know. So they kind of like set the bar for themselves for this one. So, <laughs> so I kind of just want to see how it's gonna go. So, but it is a smart move that they did that they're doing it a two night thing because I, I thought it worked perfectly that way doing being a two night show. Mm -hmm. So. Well, we don't have any official matches. They haven't set it, set it up yet. Let alone how many people will attend uh, Wrestle Kingdom 15. Ah, due to right now. Okay. Due to, just... Knowing Japan, I think they're still going to stick with their same code because it's been working. They haven't been reporting people being testing positive for COVID Except while for going that scare with uh, yes. Suzuki. But yeah, but other than that, so like check right now, check right now, Tokyo Dome. How much? How, what's the what's the capacity because remember they have to put in at least a fourth of the total capacity of the venues that that was the that was what the uh government said that if they were going to do live shows that's what that's what's going to be the the rule so oh okay hold on the so oh actually there's only one match and that's actually it's because okoto ibushi's win it will officially be Naito versus Ibushi, the singles match for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. That's a give me, yeah. because Ibushi just won the uh, G1. Mm -hmm. um, Tokyo Dome. Uh, Total capacity. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking, looking up. Capacity. Oh, no, wait. Capacity is just... Oh, it became above 50,000.
still don't find anything yet. Oh, uh, the attendance. Uh, well, comparing to last year, so night one was 40,008. Okay. And night two was 30,000 with 63. So the combined total would be 70,071. Okay. So what's the fourth of that? You want uh, for each night or the combined? Combined total. 70,071. So, calculator. Mm -hmm. 70,071 divided by four. So, if they were to, uh, you know, one fourth of the population, well, combined population, um, on average, we're looking at uh, 17,000, let's call it 17,000 rounding up, 17,518 people. Okay. Assuming that half and half would, well, assuming that it's equal, so I'll divide this by two. That's assuming that we're having 8,007, rounding up again, 8,759 people per night. So I would say like 860, 8,760 people. Yes, per night. Per night. Assume. Okay, so. So I wouldn't mind seeing that, so. So, yeah. It's been working. That's been working for them over there, so it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a Wrestle Kingdom without people. Even though there's not going to be a lot that much people, it still wouldn't be a Wrestle Kingdom without it. So, well, I mean, they'll at least still pull all the bells and whistles. Yes, they would have to. So, anyway, so other than that, uh, what did you think of this year's Wrestle Kingdom? Well, I had high hopes for Toriyama, which was a big surprise. He was—he yeah. was at one point he was the head of the list, and uh, well, I guess the, had his 15 minutes of fame, and that was it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I okay. mean, we didn't read the the last nights, um, you know, the last final nights to qualify, but uh, it turns out he uh, lost that one as well. Yeah. Okay. So I, I mean. I mean, um, just seeing the uh, final standings. Um, yeah. So Yano was. Um, Sixth place for some reason. Oh no! Wait, never mind. He he had six points. Actually, it was one, ten. Two. So he's finished. Ninth. He was he was third place with eight points. But he tied with uh, Juice Robinson, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Hiroko Goto. Goto. He wasn't. Yeah, he did. See, he's oh. sixth. Wait, one. In total, he finished at ninth. Ah, on well. block B with yeah. six. Yeah. But he was at top with six. Mm-hmm. He was at top at one point. Okay. So, looking at uh, Block A and Block B. Okay. Block A, who surprised you? And who disappointed you? Uh, I think a possible disappointment would be maybe... I want to say Suzuki. He should have been higher. I wasn't disappointed with Suzuki. Um, well, then again, he did have... Those that hell of a matches, hell of a matches. Oh yeah, it did. Yeah, he did. So it's no wonder he lost. It was like he was yeah. fighting real hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The one that surprised me this year, um, I didn't think he had it in him, and he did really good this year. Uh, Ty Cobb, Jeff, no, Jack, Jeff Cobb, Jeff Cobb, surprised me. Wasn't he with uh, with Suzuki in that match? No, no, no. He no. He was the one with no, no, no. Jeff Cobb with uh, tight with Ishi. With Ishi, just going back and forth, back and forth. He did the tour of the islands, and then Ishi just got up, 
boom, just Larry in him and just went down. And just like they did, just, like they just went at it, you know. It was that was that, was that hell of a great of a match. Um, Suzuki, no, Suzuki, I wasn't disappointed with. Um, I think Takahashi, Yujiro Takahashi, is like like two points. Like seriously, like he was just there to be a jar. Yeah, should have at least been. I mean, if he had to be in last place, the points should have been at least higher. Yeah, kind of at least four. Yeah, all he had was two points. Yeah. Okay, Block B. Um, who do you think had a good year, and who do you think had a bad year, and who surprised you? Well, Yano had a pretty good year. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, let me see who else is there. I think Juice Robinson should have been at least a little bit up higher. Yeah. Tanahashi could possibly also as well. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of surprised, a little bit surprised with uh, Zack Saber Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was there in the hunt all the way until the end of the night, the last to the last day. Oh yeah, I mean uh, he tied with Kenta for second place with uh, ten points. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me. Okay. Uh, Yoshihashi. I was kind of disappointed because even though he finished dead last with four points, he had good matches. He had good matches. Yeah. Um, the one that had a... Sonata had a really good G1. Sonata surprised me a lot. Yeah. No, no. Sonata had a really good G1. The one that surprised me the most was uh, Juice, uh, Juice Robinson and Kenta. Because this is Kenta's first time... In the G, uh, in the G one, finished in ten. Uh, you know, fin- finished what in fourth place, fourth place with ten points. points. You know, Juice Robinson. Yeah, he finished like at eighth with eight points. No, not not joking on this, folks. Um, but God, he just went over like crazy as a babyface, though. You know, even though there weren't fans around, like like you know, like how the way they were seeing there weren't fans like they weren't letting fans around the ring and stuff like that yeah. he just went around around like pretending giving people high fives and stuff like that and then uh Tanahashi was doing the same thing but like you know pretending giving hugs to fans and stuff like that you know and and Rob Juice I think Juice just like he had great matches he, he had some close ones too you know and and uh I think that surprised me the most but yeah and so did Kenta Kenta had good matches too but in terms of like wrestling quality wise and stuff like that, I think Block A had the better matches than B. Um, yeah, I don't get me wrong. B Block was good. B Block had a lot of good matches and a, and a pretty good funny matches. Mm-hmm. But B, but Block A had a lot of the memorable matches. Had a lot of good matches. Hell, like I said, night thirteen, you had like three matches there, four matches that were like match of the year contenders. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if they had the list of like matches of the year, like first, second, third. You know, the list. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if this tournament would be probably within the top ten. You know, a few of them. No, I would. Think- I, mean, I mean, back to back to back. Oh no! See me, I would see. The Okada and Takagi match in the top 10. The Suzuki and Ibushi match 
that's got to be in the top three. Same thing with the Cobb and Ishii. That's got to be in the top three or the top five. Yeah. Crazy matches. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the Osprey and uh, Okada match. Yeah, like so, like those matches right there. I wouldn't be surprised if, if any, if not all of those matches I just mentioned, would be in the top ten. Because they were freaking amazing. Especially the Suzuki and and uh, Ibushi match, just, just, just wow! Like if you guys haven't had a chance to watch that match, watch that. Matter of fact, don't watch that match. Watch that night. So many great matches on that night. Yeah, yeah, so many great matches. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't believe me, okay, here was the lineup for for um, thirteen for night thirteen block A. Okay, you had Jeff Cobb going against um, Tomo Ishii. Ishi. Tomo Ishi. Uh, Jay White versus uh, Yujiro Takahashi. Eh, I think that was the only bad match of the night. Mm-hmm. And, and and you want, if you think I'm not lying, no. The Young Lions, they had a better match than them, than that match. And speaking of that, I think the Young Lions were the uh, like the unsung heroes of this entire tournament. Because even though they only had one match, which was the starting match before the entire tournament, every night, like, the Young Lions would come out and perform like crazy. Like, seriously, mad respect for them. Like, they should just have their own little mini G1 for the Young Lions. I would love to see that. Mm -hmm. But like I was saying, you know, you had Cobb and Ishii, you had Osprey and Taichi, you had, you know, Ibushi and Suzuki... And then you had Okada and Takagi. And Okada and the Okada and Takagi match almost went the 30 minute mark. And Okada won by referee stoppage. Yeah. So you know, like you couldn't go wrong with this night. You could just sit back down, watch this, and be like, you know what? This night this night alone is better than most nights that SmackDown and Raw has. Or NXT. Because it's pure good wrestling. Like this like this card right here is better than most of their pay-per-view cards. Like seriously. Eh. Oh, well. Got to wait till next year for the next round of the G1. But, but, you know. But until then, folks, we just got to wait until the granddaddy of them all, Wrestle Kingdom 15. And just like you guys know, we're going to be reviewing it right after that two-night event. So. And um, where is the calendar? Oh, you know, for reference to see what, what, when exactly is the 4th and the 5th. Uh, okay, so the 4th and the 5th of January of next year is... Do, 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 I don't have it. Oh, no, hold on. Uh, there we go, calendar. All right, sorry about that, folks. Okay, so the third and the fourth of fourth and the fifth. Oh, the fourth and the fifth is okay. So the fourth and the fifth of January twenty twenty one here in the United States is Monday and Tuesday. So in Japan, that's going to be Sunday and Monday. Yes. Live. Yep. So. 
So there you go, folks. There, there you have it. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Red Shoe Shoots. I hope you guys had a wonderful time listening to wrestling, talking about wrestling, and arguing about wrestling. You know, next week we'll talk about more things that are going around in wrestling and give you our uh, what we think of the first round of the AEW Eight Man Tournament. So until then, I am Captain Cats, and um, we are Cats. All right, thank you guys so much. I hope you guys have a wonderful time. Stay safe out there. Wear your mask. Keep your social and physical distancing out there. And above all, be nice to one another. Be kind to one another, and just be good about it. Until then, take care. Have a nice week. Have a wonderful time, and keep watching wrestling. Yo ho.